welcome to True Nature Radio. I'm Lori Regan. And I'm Heiner Fruhoff. So this week, we're going to be talking about the organ network of the large intestine. Last week, if you heard that one, we were talking about the lung and a general introduction to what these organ networks are actually all about. This week, we continue on in the cycle, exploring the nature of the large intestine. So Heiner, tell us about the large intestine. The large intestine, which is once again, of course, not an anatomical organ exclusively in the Chinese map system, but is a function in the body that is uh, mirroring a certain power in nature. And that power in nature would be the forces that spring to life in the central cradle of Chinese civilization uh, in basically March, the time period of the second lunar months uh, still dominated by solar forces, however, is approximately the uh, mar- the period from March 5th to April 4th. So half Pisces and half Aries, and uh, predominantly Aries. So while we had the theme of water, Aquarius and Pisces more with the uh, with the lung organ and the forces associated with that was primarily the return, the building up of solar power in nature and the return of the water in nature and the return of the infusion of the life force into nature. And so the pressurization of the system, that is basically the function of not just the anatomical lung in the Chinese system, but sort of also emotionally and charisma-wise, it's like a long type comes into a room, it's like a tiger enters the room, you cannot uh, not uh, notice that. And so uh, this now is a dramatically different time, even though it's now the second months of spring, it's a continuation of nature warming up and moving forward, but occupies a very dramatic point on this map because we're talking about a cardinal position. This is due east. This goes with the time of sunrise on the on the cycle of the day, and the time of the vernal, the spring equinox in the cycle of the year. And it is the time when we are not just talking about a building up of force behind the scenes, but we're talking about an eruption of the forces of nature all at once. In a certain way, you could say the shit is hitting the fan now, and that is, of course, one of the reasons why, quite logically, the large intestine as a physical function is associated with that. Last week, you talked about the lung and it being the first month and from 3 to 5 a.m., so this one is the second month, and I'm assuming it's then from five to seven. And are there other similarities? Like, what's the what's the element associated with this? Is this also metal? Yes, you're absolutely right. The large intestine is the the full pair to the zhang uh, organ lung. So, there, in terms of the five phase elements, the lung and the large intestine make an organ pair, and they have in common that they both signified by the phase element metal, meaning they both have a downward function primarily in the body, very much like during fall time, 
and during sunset. At the same time, they have a pressurizing forward-moving function, and that's why both of them are associated with springtime in this 12-organ map, along with the first months of spring when things are still holding back a little bit more, and the large intestine with the second months of spring when things are explosively moving forward all of a sudden. So it sounds like I'm remembering from last week about the animal associated with the lung was the tiger that has this incredible power, but it's like the power held in a spring, right? There's not a lot of movement, but it's just standing there ready to spring. Now you're saying the large intestine is actually this forward motion. What's the animal associated with that? The animal associated with it, or we should say the animal symbol that is signifying this force in picture form is the rabbit or the hare, we should say, because it's definitely a wild animal uh, that can, that has in all traditions is is, uh, associated with having nine lives. So this is the return of the sun at the time of sunrise and and the warming up of nature and the life forces coming back and springing into action at the vernal equinox is associated with the nine lives of the rabbit that even when cornered will always find another hole to escape into and then jump out from. With the lung, you talked about the hexagram and that there were three yin and three yang, and that really represents the balance associated with the lung. How about the hexagram associated with the large intestine and what that tells us about the balance of hot, cold, action, inaction? Yeah, without wanting to become too technical here, because the hexagrams are really sort of a subcategory for Chinese medicine nerds, and (laughs) I don't want to bore our... Uh, dedicated listeners here to tears by going too much into the academics of the hexagrams. But what the hexagrams really are is they a picture of how energy moves forward in different percentages. And what we had for the lung was three parts yang that is hidden underneath and three parts yin, cold and darkness, that is still like a lid at the at the top. And the balance, the two of them are in a certain way at a standoff. And uh, while both the lung and the large intestine are signified with the metal element, and that is what they have in common, there is a dramatic difference here because now we have hexagram 34 associated on the map with the position of sunrise and the vernal equinox and the large intestine by extension, which is four yang to two yin, meaning the dominance of power shifts dramatically and it's a breakthrough of yang over yin. So this, while the part of the function of the lung was to hold things in balance and at any cost preserve that balance, xiang fu zhi guan, we said it's the holder of keeping yin and yang in balance as the official uh, Neijing or classic of Chinese medicine designation for the lung, Whereas the large intestine's job is opposite, is to upsetting this balance and bringing yang, the light forces, the warmth forces, the life forces, into a position of dominance, clear dominance and victory uh, over the yin forces, over the dark forces. So it's in a certain way a time when warmth, after many months of dormancy and inactivity and cold, is vanquishing uh, the forces of of the darkness and the cold. 
Okay, so you brought up the archetype. Um, let's talk more about that. How would you recognize somebody who is the quote-unquote large intestine type? In Chinese medicine, everything is yin and yang. And so also the so-called organ systems in the body are organized in yin-yang pairs. And the lung makes a pair with a large intestine. The lung is a so-called zhang organ, which means storage organ. And what it stores is not only certain bodily fluids or essences, but also a certain type of mission statement, a certain kind of power. Uh, and those powers are archived in these zhang organs. And the so-called fu organs, fu means temporary storage container, they are, and fu also can mean government or administration, they are the administrators of what is archived or written on a uh, mission statement tablet in their partner organ. So the relationship between the lung and the large intestine is that between the mission statement in the lung and then the execution of that mission statement in the large intestine. And so we had a certain number of ideals, such as equality, such as lawfulness, uh, uh, such as freedom, such as expansiveness, uh, and purity and cleanliness also on a society level and obedience to the law and a certain rhythm and orderliness that comes from it, the upholding of that rhythm and the orderliness and the force that needs to be executed sometimes to squelch unruly elements, so to speak, uh, uh, that belongs to the large intestine. So if we had the Supreme Court justice as a good example of the archetype of the lung, then it would be the police commissioner, the actual police force that goes out there on the street and executes the law uh, would be an example of that. Uh, on the negative side, of course, because we see that with the the rabbit is a really a symbol like rats also for gang activity. Uh, rabbits are seen in groups and is a symbol for people ganging up in the underground and holes in the ground and are up to no good. Mm -hmm. So while the police force is a team, uh, you've got uh, criminal activities also con conducted in gangs and mafia activity, so you've got these two archetypes, the cops and the robbers, fighting each other when they very much are actually part of two spectrums on two polar opposites within the same archetype. So both the mafioso uh, and a person who has a fascination with criminal activity and the person who has an obsession with trying to uphold the law on the street by becoming a cop belong to the large intestine archetype. Would you say one is an expression of the healthy function and one the expression of the unhealthy function, or maybe it's a little bit more complicated than that? <laughs> um, yes, in general, you could say that is probably true. But then, of course, um, as people who watch shows like Law and Order, and as I'm sometimes pleased <laughs> about that I do that, uh, the uh, the most exciting shows are always when you have a crooked cop and you've mm -hmm. got this this person who is in cahoots with the mafia and criminal elements. So there, there you see the the complexity uh, of of the same archetype being involved and in, and drawn to both ends of the spectrum there.
Great. So we have something about what people might be doing in their job. Are there any other activities or any other behaviors that would be associated with the large intestine? Yeah, definitely. The large intestine, you know, uh, resonates with the second month, and the second month, among many other things, was described symbolically in the Chinese codex as, uh, like particularly the Shuming Dictionary says, Are you wei ru? The second month's... Uh, spirit uh, entity was called Ru, and Ru goes very much to describe rabbits or how rabbits give birth, but Ru means um, creation, specifically through the mouth. Rabbits were in ancient times considered to give be birthers and mythologically give birth through the mouth. That's why we say somebody has a hair lip. It's because of this mm. birthing through the mouth there. Um, but it's just describing that somebody who's not afraid of difficult labor. Of course, the process of birthing itself is called labor because it's one of the most difficult things you could ever do. And actually, the main channel that is being needled uh, in labor is the large intestine channel for this very reason. And the main channel that you shouldn't be needled uh, shouldn't be needled uh, while you're pregnant before your due date is also the large intestine because you open up the gates of creation and of birth uh, and that has a specific time to it. Just like the bowel movement and the pushing down on that, uh, that has a specific time to it, which is ideally 5 to 7 in the morning. So one of the biggest pieces of health advice we can give to our listeners right here is no matter what you do in the morning, take the time before you do anything else and have that bowel movement, which is akin to or equal to um, emptying out the garbage can in your body so you go positively and cleanly into your day. So, so can I interrupt a sec, Heiner? I'm trying to pull these things together because I'm hearing, I'm thinking large intestine, which is about getting rid of waste, but I'm also, and I'm hearing a lot about birth, and productivity, and I'm thinking back to large intestine again and thinking, well, if I'm getting rid of waste and how, what's the relationship between rabbit, birth, productivity, and then also getting rid of waste? Yeah, this is a good point. Of course, anybody who is attracted to working in the garbage disposal industry, you could automatically say, and, and, and especially recycling, because, of course, feces is the story of this ever-renewing earth, the xirangtu, as the Chinese call that, which is excrete, and then in that process of excretion, create the soil that can create more, that is fertilizer for the vegetables, you know, and that's how the Chinese achieved the miracles of having 100% of that topsoil, topsoil preserved 2,000 years after 2,000 years of ag agriculture when uh, in the modern Western world with industrialized farming and, and chemical fertilizers, we have 80% of our topsoil is virtually depleted after only 60 years of farming or so. So there is garbage disposal, recycle is a type of recycling. Um, at the same time, and this is why this is such an excellent question, is the entire act of working 
and craftsmanship and creating in this way where you're using basically things that have been disposed of, that have been killed like old wood or so, you're turning into something new. And the entire phenomenon of our modernity, which is the, uh, the industrial revolution and the building of factories is basically taking individual craftsmanships and then turning it into factories that create enormous amounts of same-looking things. Um, like rabbits, they are turning out these plastic uh, refrigerators or Barbie dolls or whatever it is. And in that process, create tremendous amount of waste. And they dumping it into the rivers, which are the the, the, the large intestines of nature, it's especially in China, the river associated in ancient times with the large intestine was the Yangtze River, which is, has been since ancient times not only the place due to irrigation that has had the most f- harvest and the most fertility along its banks, but is also in modern times the place where the biggest factories in Shanghai, uh, for instance, at the mouth of the Yangtze River, they are all located there because you can dump straight into your poisonous excrements from the factory. You dump straight into into that stream. So I want to highlight a point you just made, brought up because I don't think we talked about this in relationship to the lung. But in China, it's true, right, that there are major aspects geographically that correspond with these major functions. So you just said that there's a river specifically associated with the large intestine. I'm assuming that means there's a river or a body of water associated with each one of the 12 organ networks. Is that right? Yes, it is indeed. And by st- if I want to decode what the ancient, uh, what powers the ancient Chinese associated with any given organ, for instance, the small intestine, on one hand, I can look into the anatomical truths that we have uh, associate now in modern medicine with the thing we call the small intestine. But much more important for me as a scholar of Chinese medicine as a science in its own right would be to look at the the symbolic descriptions that the ancient Chinese had. And so that is association of the time of day, the months of the year, uh, the animal symbols, but also as uh, evidenced in Chapter 12 of the second part of the classic of medicine that the Chinese call the Huangdi Neijing Ningshu, the magical pivot uh, where some of the deeper esoteric uh, aspects of the medicine are being explained, especially acupuncture, there is a chapter exclusively devoted how the 12 major functions in the body are associated with 12 rivers in ancient China and their particular powers and mythological associations. And so the large intestines associated with the Yangtze River, which is the biggest and most voluminous and most material river in China, and the mouth of which, which is akin then to the anus of ancient China, is uh, five miles wide uh, where Shanghai is. And that word for anus in Chinese medicine, gang, is equivalent to that, you know, goes with that river, Jiang, the river is the Yangtze River in China, and uh, the anus, which is the mouth of that river in our body, is virtually the same writing uh, as that part of, of, of that is designated as something being similar in function in nature. So I always find that incredible 
detailedness of associating certain things in the stars and on earth and in the human body it's a tour de force that the ancients did it wasn't just a little bit but it goes all the way through it's amazing and it it goes back to that saying we talked about in the second show of as above so below you actually really see the symbolism playing out at all these different layers levels exactly so coming back to your question of what other archetypes are are involved here or could possibly be at play, what other professions and body types, etc. It is truly that there is a wide variety uh, of people we can consider here. So this is the archetype of creating the material world. And whether it is the worker in the factory that is churning out the things, whether it is the CEO of the factory that is dreaming up strategies of pumping out even more, whether it is the chief financial officers or the accountants that count the numbers and making them all look orderly and uniform and presenting them to the stockholders, or whether it is uh, on the spiritual level, uh, people who specifically revered as having and having proven spiritual power by having uh, almost miraculous command over the material world, namely being an executor, if you will, of that second month's function, which is making something out of nothing. A good example uh, in the Christian context would be uh, Jesus Christ, for instance, who is, of course, associated not only with the winter solstice, birth of Christ, but with the Eastern, which is, of course, um, a, a Christian adaptation of the vernal equinox. And he was, of course, uh, Jesus. The story of Jesus wouldn't be the same without the story of all of these miracles, making hundreds of fish out of two fish, making hundreds of loaves of bread out of two, making hundreds of amphora of wine out of one, uh, etc. So mastery over the a realm of the physical. Sai Baba in India is maybe another figure who can, while he was still alive, was famous for manifesting things in the palm of his hand, like my mother-in-law uh, living at his ashram after being a, uh, in a situation where she was surrounded by science, and when she saw him manifest a ring that had her name on it, manifest out of the palm in his hand in front of her, she uh, dropped everything to just to live there and for many years. So uh, whether it is CEOs, accountants, leaders, business leaders, bankers, lawyers, politicians, and I should say when it comes to politicians and lawyers, this archetype uh, is very orally oriented, meaning people. The part, the part about creation is not just being able to vision to focus and uh, visualize the becoming of the material world and then making it happen, uh, but it is also about the manipulative powers of the word. The Chinese word bian, which is creating something out of nothing, actually prominently in that pictogram features the word. Uh, so for me as a positive archetype, also uh, positive politicians like Al Gore, who are also environmentalists, this this is, you know, recycling and clean because you know large intestine deals Rachel with Carson. deals with shit. But it it in order to do that, the dirtiest official that can take the biggest dirt 
needs to be the cleanest at the same time. So the uncorruptible official, the uncorruptible business leader, uh, the steward of the environment and of society, that those are all themes that on every level come here. And, of course, people who try and keep things clean, like dentists, like the large intestine channel runs up to the nose and to the teeth, and there is nothing more antiseptic than a dentist office. So dentists are usually... Uh, large intestine types who are very orderly, very organized, and keep foulness out of uh, uh, out of your being uh, because tooth decay is very often a symbol for rottenness uh, deep inside of the digestive system, the large intestine first and foremost. So you've already entered into this, but I was going to ask you now about how how would we recognize that certain pathology belongs to the large intestine? Yeah. Just like with the lung, there is a, we start with a physical, we look for, is there bowel movement problems? So constipation, uh, meaning uh, the garbage is not emptied in the body. When that happens, very often there is a development of cancer, which is a type of cellular constipation. You've got eczema and weeping, toxic stuff, weeping out of the skin because it cannot come out uh, elsewhere. Uh, the large intestine channel ends in the nose, so the lung and the, the the large intestine together, that's their orifice. If there is constant uh, plug nose, that is an indication for that. But really on a bigger perspective, and you can diagnose entire systems by that, uh, emotionally speaking, there is a the, the, the seeking of dominance and either col- is a healthy function here. It's like the forces of the light need to overcome the forces of the dark. So collapsing into the forces of the dark and into criminal activity would be negative, but also a a applying of force, of young forces, of seeking dominance with a stick in the hand, like fascism is the best example, which comes from the word fasces, which is literally the, the, the stick that the ancient Roman bodyguards were holding up as insignia of their power, uh, using that stick to do bad things rather than good things. The righteous military ruler who does a uh, uh, overthrows the negative decadent rulers, that is sort of the military power, uh, somebody using that power to overthrow the negative forces. Uh, but if that power is being abused, you have every single ty- tyrant in the history of mankind with people like Hitler, Stalin, Mao Zedong, Qin Shi Huang, the first emperor of China, like people who would kill every single one of their opponents and be obsessed with cleanliness like Hitler was the absolute prototype for this negative archetype uh, from him being physically uh, constipated. Of course, if people have a disease in the metal systems, meaning the energy doesn't go enough down, then it goes back up and literally cooks your brain, so mental disease. Uh, Schizophrenia, particularly megalomania, is something that these people can display. And so Hitler was certainly borderline mentally ill and obsessed with ethnic cleansing. And um, all of the phenomena of rape and abuse, uh, et cetera, would follow here. You know, and being pushy about it, like Aries goes with that push in nature and people who can't stop their, their, you know, their impulses. So, Heinrich, you've given us a pretty good picture of how negative the pathological presentation of the large intestine can really present. So let's 
go into treatment? <laughs> what can we do to make sure that we, since everybody has this large intestine function, and particularly for those people who find that they resonate with this as you know basic character types, how do how do we prevent the pathological expression of this function from appearing? Most important to underst- is to understand the power that nature handed to this archetype because the vernal equinox is such a powerful time in nature and if somebody is gifted by with the with a power of creation and moving forward and being the person at a board meeting and say enough talk let's turn this boat around let's do it tomorrow and not next year uh, that is a very valuable function, but in ancient times, it was not the heart. It wasn't the boss. Whereas in modern times, we give that person all the power, and they are getting to rule the company, and they even get to rule the country very often. And so uh, knowing if if that kind of a person knows that their charging forward impulses should be surrendered to a higher goal, uh, um that is most important, and so that person needs to know their 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 powerful impulses and surrender them to a higher goal. And just from a physical level, you have a common cold, you have cancer. It doesn't matter. Treat the constipation if the patient is constipated. The first thing before you put stuff in at the top, make sure that you start by having things come out at the bottom. And like Worsley, one of the first people bringing acupuncture to the West, the great English acupuncture teacher always said, make your bathroom the nicest room in the house, put, uh, you know, like in-floor heating in there, put your best books in there so that you want to spend time in there until you had your first bowel movement because otherwise you go unclean and pent up into the day, both physically as well as emotionally. So with that very wise recommendation, Heiner, it's time for us to actually close today. Thanks for joining us today for this episode. I'm Lori Regan. And I'm Heiner Fruhoff. If you want to learn more about the organ networks in a big way and want to make that part of your life in a professional way, uh, learn more about the program of classical Chinese medicine at ncnm.edu and if you just want to get a little bit more video lecture exposure about these archetypes and any other aspect of symbolism in ancient medicine become a member at the Associates Forum of ClassicalChineseMedicine.org Thanks for joining us. Thank you.